are you? How have you been? I've been good. Are you getting into the Christmas spirit? Have you emptied your bank account on the people you care about? I hope so. It's the only way they'll know. This is Barely About Music, episode number 23. My guest today is Copacetic. He's a battle rapper. And uh, he's very smart, and he's very funny, and he's very witty, and he's very good at it. And I just want to get into it, man. Um, I think you just got to hear what he does so you know what we're talking about. So here it is. This is him versus a, a rapper named Jaws, and this is them battling. So check it out. We've been steadily fixing a mess the city was kept in with whatever little influence left stretched in like our divisional depth. It's difficult, like trying to pitch an exec that pitches success when you pitch a success. But we did it. Yes. <laughs> Through sheer will and intent, the vision it spread like a ripple effect. Our signal eventually made hay like ships in distress. From the kids to the vets, witness the strength. The cast is titanic, meaning we got spitters on deck. Vancouver! Even I've given up gimmicks to rep. You think you're the best? Step into the ring and contest. My skill set, triple threat, rhythm, written's finesse. Knit together different threads without a hitch in my set. Internet critics, give it a rest. Put your wit to the test. The shit you project, I'll intercept like missile defense and put a stitch on and yo, and yo, and put a stitch on your heads. Yo, like missile, like missile defense, I'll put a stitch on your head like Mitchell and Ness. Bitch, you can let's go. Yo. Like missile defense, I put a stitch on your head like Mitchell and Ness. Bitch, you can bet the house on me like the witch of the West. Let's go! Let's go! One there. One there. One there. Let's go. There's one. Always said we'd never be done. Forever setting these dust free. I've made a strong foundation. Like I don't fully understand this, how this King of the Dots st stuff started. Uh oh. Is that a taboo subject? It's really a, a can of worms. Really? Yeah. Um, I like, had you always been battling? Because I met you, I saw you open for, with illegitimate open for Cool Keith. Oh, what? That was how I first saw you. Yeah, and then uh, Illegit went on tour with him across the country. Really? Learned about all of his eccentricities. <laughs> I did a song with him. Which is, oh, He's on yeah? a fake shark song. <sighs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I'm sad that I don't know that. I'm mad at myself that That's I don't all right. know that. That's all right. Um, yeah. Uh, it's uh, We've been doing battle rap here in Vancouver for the last 10 years. Like, are you one of the founders of King of the Dot? No, I'm not. Like, it, ha sure. it was going and then you kind of discovered it or jumped on. Yeah, right. I was a fan first, I think, um, mm -hmm. just like anybody else. People don't know how big the battle rap culture is. Yeah, and I think, you know, I don't know how big it is either, really. <laughs> <laughs> how big is it? All the battle rappers would ask. Please be big, they say, <laughs> with their fingers crossed. Um, you know, it's like big to us, but it just, you could sit next to like the best battle rapper in the world on a flight and you wouldn't know it. But it draws. So, so the people that are into it really come out in droves to see it it seems like yeah we have good crowds for sure and, and like your youtube videos of your your battles that you're doing or they get lots of views and yeah. you get i mean that's big... all relative too right like we'd always want more yeah definitely there are um we're outperforming a lot of like i don't know local hip-hop with our views but mm -hmm. but like who's to say then vancouver hip-hop where they rank on the spectrum yeah i don't know either so um yeah i think it's i think it's all relative there's definitely a large community for a niche community of a niche genre yeah um so so it's uh it's it's small and big simultaneously yeah but yeah we've got a long history here in vancouver which is what i'm proud of it's yeah like the history of battle rap events in Vancouver mm -hmm. um, has been going on for the last 10 years, whether it's King of the Dot or not. Right. So, And then as far as like your preparation for doing battles, like we we're just kind of talking about how like it's, it's actually like a lot of work, like sure knowing cause it, it has to be amusing and, and it has to be rhythmic and, and musical yeah. and it has to be detailed about whoever you're talking to. Yeah. And I mean, so you know. when you're preparing for it, like, how long in advance do you know who you're going to be going against? Um, Shouts out to uh, Impersonal Mixtape Bars. Um, I 
I think the average for battle rappers is about a month. Okay. Um, so you've got... So you hire a private investigator exactly, to dig up some dirt. Exactly. Um, you know, sometimes it's a firm and you really want to interview all of their family members right. and just get to the bottom of things. Right. Um, but, um, but then you do all that research and you write four days beforehand and try okay. and memorize it and then choke and then get booed. <laughs> you <that's>... don't choke. <laughs> no, no, not anymore. <laughs> mm. After that one time, that one time's like so bad that you're just like, I, I will never choke again. And you just make sure that you're prepared every yeah. time. Um, but it always, it always creeps up on you. It's always like, you know, the week before you're like, wow, if I don't get this shit down, I'm going to look like an idiot. Are you an, everyone. an anxious mess before? I think I used to be, but it's uh-huh. getting easier. You've done so many of them now. Yeah, right? I think it's like the thing is as you do it, you get better at it and more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen, you know, some of the best in the world and they're like really? stressing out going over their stuff before their performance and making sure they've got it locked in. Um, yeah. But once you're there, I mean, it's comfortable. Uh, the crowd, you yeah. know, everything like becomes a comfort zone. Yeah. If you can. If you but can. you, like with your preparation, you do some real theatrical stuff. Like I saw you dress yeah. like an old man one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People hated that. Mm. Why? No, they, um, they, the purists definitely don't like that I uh, go outside of the, I don't know what you call the rules of battle rap. But that's part of why I love it. It's yeah. just entertainment. And there aren't any really there's no rules yeah so um so i like to fuck around a lot yeah uh, at the expense of my audience um, a lot of the time <laughs> I think your audience likes it for real like well there's a small percentage of them and really just cultivating that small percentage you know yeah um but you're so unassuming looking and and you do stand out in those crowds do you like that I'll take that but um, I, don't you love that like well, the first time i saw you I was like this guy does not look like how he sounds and i love that well i'll, I'll tell you what like i did a I had a battle recently against a really big name from yeah. uh, Detroit, uh, yeah. Marv One. Shouts out to the legend. That was a great battle. He, thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, he he was this, you know, legend status in the battle rap community. And I I saw the last you know five guys that he battled, mm-hmm. and they were all sort of doing um, the same thing, you know, attacking him for his flaws. And I thought I can't really do that because yeah. he'll just walk away a legend, and I'll be that schmo that he battled. Yeah. and forgotten. Yeah. Um, so I had to do, I felt like I had to do something different and try something weird. Yeah. But um, before the battle came out, I thought to myself, okay, cool, I've got this. Yeah. I know what I did was different and not everybody's going to appreciate it. And, uh, and it, like, that's, I'm secure in my artistry and why I did it and the reasons and blah, 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 blah. Battle gets dropped and there's a bunch of like negative comments and you should like, oh, why don't they love me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, it's, um, oh, man. Yeah. But uh, what we were saying is because I was ta- telling you about the local music and comedy scene and I was talking about how competitive it can be. Mm. And we were talking about how supportive yeah. battle rap scene is. Yeah. That's so cool. I think it's different everywhere you go, but for sure there's a sort of kinship with the fact that we we work really hard. We we spend a lot of time on material that we can only use once. Totally. And that we don't know if it's going to go over well. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and that we don't get paid. So there's like yeah. those factors make it a real brotherhood. Totally. It's just total passion. Right. So I feel like there's a lot of references to the UFC in the early days where they were just like going around on buses to gymnasiums outside of high schools. Yeah. And, and it's just sort of like that you're at the you're at the bottom. You're at the right. We're not on the big stages. We're not getting paid. The best guys in the world, like the fucking top one, two percent uh-huh. get paid. I don't think I'm spilling any industry secrets here. Maybe on average seven to eight K a battle. Wow. And then they battle once a year. So you're not living yeah. off of that. You're not. <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't become like, I imagine eight mile was a big part of people sure. learning about it. And then the rap Olympics, I'm assuming like must've had something like, I don't know the rap Olympics. The rap Olympics that I, that I'm talking about was like, sort of like early battle raps like the the reason i know about it is because i went through a big anti-con phase cool. and there's a clip of dose one battling eminem in mm. like 96 or something mm-hmm. like that and so that's how i know about that but i i'm i'm surprised that it, <laughs> it has more og than me <laughs> like for real i love anti-con dude i went through a phase of like just listening to like gel and dose one he has so many projects too and um uh 
deep puddle dynamics. I think that was that was one of the projects. I was like obsessed with it. Okay. Yeah, like, did was there ever a phase for you like that where it was like, because you your music has been s- similar, but more accessible. I think my music, like illegitimate and copacetic, and, and right the rap you've released. Yeah. Um. Like, what are your influences? Weird, weird stuff. For yeah. Sure. Like, I like that, and I like like music, music. Like we were talking about Mike Patton. Yeah. And like a lot of like, uh, rock and and uh, classical stuff and. Yeah, um, jazz, a huge jazz fan. Really? Yeah. Well, really. actually, I can tell from some some of the beats you've had. Yeah, right. You kind of gravitate yeah. towards that. Mm-hmm. But as far as hip hop goes, like that's my taste too. Is like sort of lounge loops and stuff like that. Like yeah. we were talking earlier about how, I, you know, I saw a little kid wearing like a Wu Tang shirt, yeah. and it was like, what? I'm not judging them. I'm just mm-hmm. wondering what their entry point to Wu Tang is because mine was Wu Tang forever. Right. And then it's like back then hit like Riz's way of, of making music was to to mash up vinyl samples and build a song that way. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the technology of being able to do everything from your laptop with already made sounds, I think it's kind of for me hurt hip hop production. Right. Because not, it was restrictive before it it actually um it forced you to be more creative. That's what I think. Yeah. And yeah, I totally agree. And and also you're sampling actual musicians. Instead of it just being like a bunch of making stuff. your own shit. I mean, I mean, I'm sounding like a dick right now, but yeah. it, for my well, taste, back in my day, <laughs> hip hop used to be cool. Well, I also think it's not that funky anymore, and I love that mm. element of mm-hmm. it. At least, at least with the popular stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's always going to be a reflection of of what's popular because mm-hmm. there's there's definitely um, stuff that's been influenced by the stuff that we love. Yeah, it's just harder to find because there's more of it out there. I think. Yeah, there's a big sea of music. Everybody's making albums, and they're in their uh in their home right it's true studios i'm no exception there it is so um (laughs) yeah i mean i think that stuff still exists out there it's just um, yeah yeah i know the popular stuff you know things things come and go in trends and that's really why i i don't um uh make music as much anymore is i don't feel that connection to the the cutting edge yeah i think you need to be aware of like what new artists are doing, what new techniques are being used. Totally. And, and if you don't have that, then it's, you're sort of like, you become one of those nineties rappers where it's like, Oh, music was good back. When yeah. Was, yeah. And then you're, you're releasing, you know, hip hop albums that should have come out, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not going to resonate anymore. Totally. Yeah. Like maybe not even with your old fans. Yeah. Right. For sure. It's, it's gotta be so tough if you had hits and then, like, what do you do now? Because if you sound like how you did, then you're going to be called dated. Yeah. And if you... Uh, Try something new, then you alienate your yeah. old fans. Yeah. 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 Like, what do you do? I, I think guess... you alienate your old fans. I think you constantly evolve and alienate your old yeah. fans. you got to focus on... I don't know. For me, it's like, mm-hmm. I want to improve as an artist. So... Me too. A lot of the time, it's f- fuck the fans. Yeah. Like, no offense. Not really. Yeah, yeah. I mean... But they should come along for the ride anyway, because you should only be making stuff if you're inspired to make it. Sure, yeah, and it, and it has to have like the goal of being entertaining or the goal of um, being appreciated on some artistic level. Yeah, I'm not trying. To, I'm not saying fuck the fans and going to do something new by being shitty. No, I'm going to like really want to push myself and try and experiment and, and learn from it. Well, you you seem to do that with each battle though. Yeah, I think like it seems like <laughs> such a challenge. You don't go easy uh, on yourself. Much to the chagrin. What do you mean? Well, like there's, uh, I definitely, I think that there's, uh, it's a fine line. It's just like anything else. This is a balance. Yeah. Right. There's like, um, people paid to see battle rap. Right. So, as much as I want to push it, you really like, you have to give people what they paid for right like, and they didn't pay for a puppet show um <laughs> but that's what you're gonna give them which is actually what happened i mean I that might that, uh, really yeah i did that. <laughs> you did a puppet show <laughs> i did that a couple years ago on like one of the biggest events we ever had and they really flew my opponent from florida and he was amazing and and i had like a smoke machine and i was like <laughs> i had so much shit and um I should have done the puppets myself, but I I got I got some friends, some local battle rappers, to do the puppets, and one of them choked on his lines, oh. and it was right at the beginning, and right when the smoke machine didn't work. I swear to God, I tell people to this day that if the smoke machine worked, things would have gone totally different. But I press the pedal, and I get this. Oh, that's right. It. I'm like, oh, yeah. And suddenly, there's these two schmoes next to me holding up puppets and, and wearing all black, and I'm thinking, oh, damn. <laughs> 
this is not the entrance that I wanted. This doesn't have the uh, flair for the dramatic. Yeah. But yeah, no, it it, uh, it went viral because of how cringe it was, how <laughs> terrible it was. Um, yeah, it was. So are you proud of it now? now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like now, own it, I'm I the guess. puppet master. Now every that's what everybody knows me as. So it's like I sort of rode that for a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm still riding it. That's but good. um. But yeah, no, at the end of that, you know, there were a number of veteran battlers who took me aside, shouts out to Sketch Menace, and were like, listen, 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 <laughs> just just listen to me for a second. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get what you're saying. Like, they, they paid for battle rap. Give them something along those lines yeah. that also pushes the boundaries. And I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Um, my, my biggest influence was uh, Daylight. I don't know if you know Daylight. No. But Daylight is sort of like, um, uh, he's like, we were talking about David Lynch. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's the David Lynch of uh, battle rap. And really? I never get to talk about this. We'll talk great. all about it. Yeah. So Where's like, he from? So he's from uh, Watts. And he's, okay. um, and he's like a uh, gangster rapper, like mm-hmm. whatever he was doing. Uh, he started to really explore the boundaries. He got a big um, spawn tattoo on his over his eyes. Okay. Um, and really started to uh, go beyond what people expected. Right. Um, you know, he's, he, he would like, I remember he uh, wiped his ball sweat on his opponent's face uh, one time. And it was just like, that guy can never battle again. Oh, period. yeah, yeah. Because you were just, everybody will talk about it all. That you just ended that guy's career. Yeah. Um, or, uh, you know, weird things like um, he battled uh, Math Hoffa and he went to sleep during his rounds. Like he got down on the ground and like, <laughs> so disrespectful. Yeah, right. It's amazing. Um, you know, he battled as a headless horseman, did his costumes dressed up. Uh, he was on the big, uh, Eminem slaughterhouse reality television series for battle rappers, which oh. was, went horribly awry. I didn't even know about that. I'd like to yeah, see that because it went, it went so poorly and it was obviously just a mechanism for them to sell the new slaughterhouse album. Okay. So the battle rappers felt super disrespected and like their big, um, the big main event where mm-hmm. you, you went through this tournament to get to the main event was Joe Budden versus Hollow to Dawn. And whoa, yeah, Hollow to Dawn is like the greatest of all time, and in my opinion, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Budden, obviously, Joe Budden, yeah. Um, but the you know, uh, the co main event was Daylight because he won the tournament, yeah, um, versus uh, uh, t- I want to say T Rex, or was it? Yeah, I think it was T-Rex or somebody. I can't even remember. Or Mook. I don't even remember anymore. Right. It doesn't matter who he battled. What matters is he showed up in a full spawn outfit. He told people that he had a mental breakdown and he forgot his medication. Then he started to cry on stage, Whoa. peel the out- outfit off of his body so he's like naked on stage, Whoa. crying on the ground. Yeah. And then he pulls poo out from his underwear, Whoa. starts eating it, and says, No, Mr. Hanky, no! Starts oh, eating it. Oh, my like, God. It, it, I... You know, I'm standing there, just tear rolling down my cheek. Yeah, golf clap. I'm I'm in awe. Yeah, of the brilliance of his performance. Holy. Um, and everybody's like, this guy's fucking nuts. And yeah. obviously, it's a big fuck you to the yeah. organizers and everything who were screwing the battlers, basically. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, there's a there's a lane and there's a time where you can push the boundaries mm-hmm. and people will still respect you. And he picked his spots really well. Yeah. And then there's times where he just show up and rap. And do a really amazing okay. job. So it was always you never knew what you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. And that mystery is something that like I aspire to yeah. cultivate. Frankly. That's so cool. Well, I think you do. I mean, especially in this scene. Yeah. So yeah. So my last battle, my last battle, it was like I was battling this kid who's here, uh, uh, the gingerbread man. Shouts out to him. Uh-huh. Um, the gingerbread B R E D because he's ginger and he's uh-huh. bread ginger. Anyways, uh, and. And I told him, you know, I like him and I'm excited to battle him and I want to give him a good battle. And I yeah. told him straight up, like, I'm being real with you. I want to. Yeah. And he's like, OK, no gimmicks. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> right. And so the theme was sort of uh, of the event was hell themed. And um, I got this uh, devil costume for the door girl and I put it on her and I was like, do you want the tail? She's like, I don't want the tail. I was like, OK, cool. And I put the tail on my belt loop mm-hmm. and uh, and I brought the puppets from the last thing because I thought maybe, you know, they would yeah. do something or something. Right. Because no I, gimmicks. Yeah. Right. I didn't end up using them. But but like I thought they would help in hosting or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. And and I realized that, you know, he saw me playing with the puppets and with the devil tail on and thought I was fucking him over. So when we started. Oh. Right. When we started the battle. 
it's just the look of terror in his eyes. <laughs> like, like oh, no. I was going to, I was just like, where is this coming from? Yeah. You know, I told you I was going to be, I'm sitting there with a devil tail. Like, <laughs> he's like, do your fucking gimmicks. Do your, I was like, no, that's not. All right. Wow. So yeah, it's definitely. You keep people guessing that right? way. Yeah, it's definitely a That's so a cool. But I like that there's such respect though. Like you just said, like, you know, this guy so battled, funny. you're like, shout, shout out. Like, I just love that there's like a respect to it. It's like yeah. martial arts or something mm. like that. Like if you so. if you're gonna battle someone and they clearly didn't prepare, would that be insulting to you? Uh, okay, I've had that happen. I mean, I, I've been very lucky in my career where I've never been no showed and I've never been like somebody really sucked. Whereas I've done that to people where I've really sucked. <laughs> what do you um, mean? Which is really too bad. Well, I tried something or I did like the puppets. The puppets wasn't good. And I mean, if you take away the puppets, the rest of my material I don't think was very good either. But it's not insulting because you tried something innovative right like you made an effort it's right. not like you just showed up and you're like i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know uh yeah we had uh mickey worthless um shouts out to king of the ronalds and the uk uh battle league um mm -hmm. and he came out and he i think a lot of it was freestyle okay um and some of it was material that he'd done before okay um, so it's like but that's his style too and okay. like i really love that about him is yeah. that he just sort of like goes off the cuff just whatever comes into his head yeah it's like roasting you yeah, yeah yeah and just saying the stupidest shit like punchlines <laughs> that don't make sense and, like, and you know um you know my bars are like a, a hat in a windy day blow off your head <laughs> okay. it was just like huh that's great you know yeah it. like i've never really felt disrespected by somebody's uh, effort level okay but i'm sure that happens yeah um but yeah i mean People, for some reason, take me seriously. Well, you're so, really good. Hey. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, but yeah, um, there's definitely a respect between between the artists, I think, um, mm -hmm. uh, at, at the higher levels. There's disrespect, too. You know, it's just like anything else. I think, like I said, the, the common denominator of us not getting paid just really yeah. helps, helps build that respect. That's a good point. The camaraderie. Like, why even show up at Ben if you're real? Oh, and that happens a lot, too. Yeah, there's guys okay. who just no show. Guys who are like, oh, I've got a job or I've got to work. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Usually, when somebody tells me they're not battling anymore, um, I'm like, oh man, congratulations! Like something in your life went well <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. the point where you got getting paid for the work that you do. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, 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 good for you. I could, I could see that too, actually. Yeah, just people I've known who just stopped doing music. Oh yeah, it's like, just like, oh, you oh, got a you, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you found a girl that likes you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. You're taking yeah. it seriously. Yeah, right. Good, good for you. Um, guys yeah. who are surprisingly um, a lot of lawyers or battle rappers. Well, they love arguing. Yeah, and and then they do well in their firms, and their firms like you can't have this on the internet. And really? Like, yeah. Okay. So would you would you say that like are you a non -confront confrontational person off the stage? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm pretty mm -hmm. mellow, copacetic. Bang, bang. <laughs> but, but it's kind of it that isn't that interesting though because of what you do oh man i battle my best friends yeah like you you see uh if me versus sm like mm -hmm. i love that dude to death like yeah he's he, and he, i feel like you know he feels the same way he's got a line in there where he's like he's like copacetic i love you i'd hug you we're still in the middle of this battle so fuck you. <laughs> it's just like, man, he's he's very quick and clever uh, off the top, and I've I've been a fan of his for forever. So when we got to battle, yeah, um, definitely, there were lots of jokes. There was lots of stuff that I didn't use against him because I respect him because I didn't want to, yeah, you know, um, like I didn't use any fat jokes. I didn't want to use any like low hanging fruit, anything yeah. that was too easy or, yeah. Um, really, when I write a battle, and this is weird. Um, but I'm trying to do it as a gift to the other battler. Yeah. So I'll watch all their battles and I'll think about the things that have been said to them and I'll try and avoid that. I want to give them something they've never heard before that they're going to enjoy watching back that they can show their friends. Yeah. Like that's my goal yeah. as a battler. Um, that's great. Yeah. That's the not respect. Yeah. It's not universal for sure, but it, it's like, I feel like it helps build and that's really what we need right now is we totally. need to build. We need everybody to be on the same page mm -hmm. um, because none of us are getting paid. Do you remember your first battle? Uh, yeah, I do. Very, very much. Um, I was very grateful uh, 
for Lasparca, who was the um, the division leader at the time mm-hmm. and he was coming out to our shows and he was like you should really battle and i was like i'm just i like being a fan whatever mm-hmm. blah 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 and that's really what i should be doing is going out to shows and just pressuring guys you should really <laughs> battle you should really battle because at some point you go oh, fuck this i should battle you yeah know? yeah I, I could do this yeah um and then yeah i i, I had an idea to battle Lil g mm-hmm. who was um like this local legend okay um and uh, I said, yeah, if you could set me up for little G, then I've got an idea for that. Yeah. And I sort of uh, did a surprise compliment battle where I did backhanded compliments for three rounds. Oh, that's great. Yeah, right? It was just like that's had really the clever. crowd cheering little G, cheering his name, and just like lots of compliments that were, when you look at them closely, they're uh, insults. But That's so great. But it was, yeah, it was live, and it was something different, and it was made the atmosphere a lot of fun. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, uh people really responded to it. Um, the guy, uh, Organic, who runs the league, who set it up mm-hmm. in Toronto, mm-hmm. that was like his favorite battle of the year. Wow. Um, yeah, and I had no idea what I was doing, right? Um, yeah. But, but yeah, he. I heard that he uh, made Drake watch it. Whoa. Um, so, yeah, yeah cool. I was like, I remember hearing that news and being like, oh, that does nothing for me really <laughs> can he tweet it or yeah like well, you're saying there's lots of celebrities that are like secret lovers of yeah, battle raps and then yeah. don't don't actually man lots of athletes lots of like um musicians like buster rhymes yeah go to smack events and and um and url events and he just loves the culture yeah for sure and there's like lots of them like method man and and uh i think uh raekwon hosted a king of the dot event drake you know he sponsored yeah. and hosted a king of the dot event so yeah these guys they really care about it. They, excuse me. You can hear in Eminem's new stuff that he's like really influenced by the punchline style oh, of yeah. battle rappers and the wordplay style of battle rappers. Set up punch stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very specific. It used to be very general and very accessible, and now battle rap is like has grown into a place where there's still the accessible parts of it, which are great. Mm-hmm. But like the the guys who are getting paid the the um, the big names they're doing stuff that's so specific that you can't just like show it to somebody and have them understand. Right. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't know what the fuck they're supposed to be listening for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the wordplay is like super in intense and complex and just like, I feel like there's lots of deep cut jokes. Yeah. Too. that too. Like you need to have seen these past battles yeah. to understand. Yeah. I really try to avoid that. I really don't want to do anything that's like pop culture references or stuff mm-hmm. that's too Dated. referential to the, yeah, I want to, I want to, be able to show somebody this like five, ten years from now, and then mm-hmm. be like, "Who the fuck is Brett Kavanaugh? Yeah, like, why did you? You know, it's got to be something that's, and that's the challenge: something that's universal but specific enough to work. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the, the challenge for any artist, I'm sure. Absolutely, for real. I was thinking about how the cool, th- one of the cool things about hip hop is that you can be quite literal lyrically, and that's acceptable. So you could mention a name brand in a lyric and that can be a clever thing a rock band can't do that you know what i mean a rock band can't mention pepto-bismol in a lyric whereas a rapper could say they need pepto-bismol mm-hmm. after you know what i mean right and that's that's acceptable and i i think that's like such a cool element of hip-hop that's mm. unique to it yeah yes you know? um like the just the amount of lyrics i think is the biggest yeah. difference right and the lack of repetition of those lyrics yeah, yeah. So shouts out to Grime Battles. Yeah. Have you seen that? You know, uh, Man's Not Hot. No. Uh, it's like a so there's like this British style of of rapping called Grime. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like okay. I love Wiley and oh, Okay, great. Dizzy Rascal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same same shit. And then yeah. now they have like Grime Battles. Oh. Yeah, and it's amazing. Really. But um, they have to rewind a lot. There's a lot of differences with rapping on a beat as opposed to acapella. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing is a lot of fans believe that this is all on a beat when it's know it's a lot closer to stand-up comedy yeah that's what we um, were talking there's about. just no there's no beat there's no um there's no expectation of rhythm if you have rhythm that's such a bonus yeah that's huge but like there's literally guys out here with no sense of rhythm that are just punching yeah and just have good timing um but yeah the uh the grind battles um a lot of it is repetition you know and, yeah, yeah and stuff like that um that's and that's cool. fire that works yeah. okay so my I know you had mentioned um, Cool Keith and touring with him. Have you ever seen this? Oh. This interview with him where he's just talking about his 98-year-old refrigerator. 
and the this the, guy is the, the benefits. Uh, I, I want to hear his eccentricities you're talking about after this. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm not. Um, I didn't go on tour with them, so okay. I don't know. I only heard the story secondhand. Oh, because illegitimate did. Yeah. Okay. And and that was uh, without me. But they have stories like I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would be a poor communicator of those. This is just him kind of talking about life and his views on life and specifically taste. I don't even know what this is from. This is just something my band quotes all the time. Oh, cool. <laughs> Were you a fan of his growing up at all? Um, yeah, well, I listened to, like, um, Dr. Dr. Octagon. Octagon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what's up? Uh, Shouts out to um, Dan the Automator. Yeah. Oh, what? You know what's funny? I like salsa water because okay. I really learned that. Um, I think I have seen this. Like to steal your sodas. Yes, yes, yes. I love this. I remember this. They like to steal this. your Hawaiian punch. They like to steal your Dr. Brown. I really learned that salsa water, people don't like it. Nobody's going to steal it. <laughs> I noticed I liked it. And the more I saved, the more I had, the more I saved a lot of water. I, like, <laughs> you could sit a big jug of salsa water around and nobody would touch it. It's like, you got to like salsa water yourself. Like, I love it. Like, I, that was the thing with me because I think I lost so much yoo-hoos. I lost so much people mm-hmm. taking one, people taking one of my Hawaiian punches. People drinking on my Tropicana. I, I mean, it really sounds like he used to have a well-stocked fridge before all this. It's like a twist. Smart. Like, wow. Yep. I like, I really don't like it myself, but I like it because people don't like it. Like, you hey, if you can save money and develop a taste a for things that people don't like, yeah, I think that's just... Like, well, I do like seltzer like, water now. Oh, really? I like soda water. Wow, really? I love You're it. You're a convert. That really woke yeah, up in LA, that's amazing to me. Because I like... I like I carbonated like, drinks a lot, but on, you know, we, you and I were talking about how most of them are trash. Yeah, yeah. And then I feel like I need a nap, and I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. So I'll just have soda water, and I get the same emotional. Okay. Yeah. Shouts out to naps. Shouts out to naps. Shouts out to lots of things. Yeah, I like that. I'm respectful that way. And then you and I were talking about. Um, Mike Patton and like specifically be, Mr. Bumble. Like oh yeah, like yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I I uh, I was also telling you like about. You um, learn, like, I'm on set now all the time. Like yeah, I'm doing background. It's so good to you. And like, so I was wow, on set so good to get like a, a month, two months ago or like, something, and they were it, filming. It, it, it's kind of wild. You got whatever, whatever it was. The the wrangler who handles all the background comes in and he's like, "Listen, you guys." I don't want to freak you out, but uh, Dan the Automator is here on set. Whoa. I think he lives here. Really? I think he has a house here. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, And everybody was like, who? (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And he's like, you're not allowed to talk to him. I'm like, oh no, no. This is the worst thing ever. It's like you're in proximity to one of these guys. You idolize them. You're not allowed to look at them in the eye. You're not allowed to leave them like glance in their direction. Mm-hmm. And, and I always felt like that was with, like, uh, hilarious. Nobody else. That, shit. So the the Wrangler Wolves. is like what, oh, like a big Lovage fan or yeah, something? Right? Exactly. So weird. Like what? what? Lovage. Yeah, Lovage. Oh, out. Like yeah. Um, Deltron mm-hmm. thirty thirty. No, he uh, he knew off. he was a music guy. I found out that's what like a lot of hair down to his ass. I love Deltron thirty thirty. Yeah. No, that was definitely one of the most positive contact. Yes. It's like you go to your grandma's house and um, open a refrigerator. Yeah. It's not. Shouts out to uh, my mom for putting up with me like, listening to that. Yeah, in the that's, car. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, she's very cool really about big. it. Um, but yeah, that it's was a huge like, album for me for sure. Me too. Were you big? Is is Della an influence for you? Definitely. Yeah. Della and that that whole um, that he's, time, you know. Um, you know, he's Ice Cube's cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny weird. shit. Just one of those little trivia things. And Ninja Tune, I think at the time. Yeah. Just sort of that weird, you know. I don't know. Um, we were talking about Doctor Octagon and, and mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Bungle, rather, yeah. and uh, Phantomus, and yeah. like uh, all the um, Mike Patton stuff, all the fun stuff. How did you know. get into that? Uh, my friend who uh, who was my first producer, mm-hmm. um, and he ran the comic book store, and we would hang out at the comic book store all day. Mm-hmm. And by hang out, I mean he would do all the work, and I would 
scare off the customers <laughs> with my um, just annoyingness uh-huh. uh, and my nerdiness. And then we'd wrap up, you know, go home, smoke a joint, mm-hmm. load up the uh, MTV music generator on the PlayStation 2. Okay. Right. And then sample all of these songs, all of these cool songs and like make hip hop tracks with them. Oh, cool. And then like record. You can only record a certain amount on the, <laughs> you know, it was, the, it was the most finicky uh, way to make music. It was very difficult and annoying and restrictive. But in that, you know, we made like albums worth of yeah. music. And that's really what got me got me into it. And he was a big uh, Mike Patton fan. He was a big um, Mr. Bungle fan. Shouts out to uh, Monkey's Uncle, um, the homie. What comic book store was it? Uh, so he ran RX Comics on on Broadway in Maine. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that place. Um, and uh, and I think it's like Fifth Dimension Comics now or something like that. But like running a comic book store is like the worst. <laughs> it's like such a dream, you know, for these these guys. Just like, oh, I got my own comic book store. Yeah. And then you go there and you realize that like everything is against you. The customers have like zero to uh, no experience dealing with other human beings because this is the <laughs> one time a week they go out of their mother's yeah. basement. Um, and that's not all of them. Yeah. I don't want to like like a statement but that's the majority of them <laughs> let's be real yeah um and then and then that and like it's super expensive because the fucking it's paper you're yeah. basically transporting paper all across north america yeah and that's super heavy, heavy. Yeah. exactly so the shipping costs like all come down on um the store owners plus they don't know what's going to be good they don't know what's going to be hot what's mm-hmm. going to sell so you get like oh everybody's hyped about this new wolverine comic that's going to come out and um, so you buy a fucking shitload of them, mm-hmm. expecting them to fly off the shelves, and nobody wants them. And yeah. now you've spent like a bunch of money on this paper that nobody cares about. Yeah. Then what do you do with it? You, exactly. You yeah. have this nice, clean store that's very accessible, and all the things are in the right place. And 10 years goes by, and it's a goddamn zoo. You'd be lucky to squeeze through the aisles. Yeah. Like it's an absolute jungle. Oh, that's a good point. And you have extra storage somewhere else mm-hmm. because you have all the shit that you've ordered that's just not selling. Right. It's not going to sell. Wow. Yeah. Shouts out to Todd McFarlane. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for that Wolverine comic I can't sell. Yeah. Thanks for the fucking five flashy variant edition covers. <laughs> now he's just, he's just bottomed out the comic book industry. But that's a different podcast. I'm that's sorry. A, that's a comic book podcast. For real. That's the McFarlane buddies. <laughs> um, speaking of grime, speaking of Anyways. making your beats on a PlayStation 2, hmm. Dizzy Rascal, his first album, this song was made on his PlayStation. Wow. I'm probably going to recognize samples, honestly. This is a big record for me. This is called Boy in the Corner. Mm, that's fire. Yeah. Right away. Like, if you have the musical ability, everything's an instrument, right? Totally. Why not? Yeah. Uh, mm. What a boss. Yeah. I love Dizzy Rascal. I was a big fan of Roots Manuva growing up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That was uh, that was my big, like, obsession. I really liked the obscure artists that people didn't know. Yeah. And then once they blew up, I'd be like, oh. Yeah. I did that, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was terrible. Teenage snob also. Right, exactly. And then I worked in nothing but record stores, too, for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like your comic book friend, except with records. Right. You force that on other people. Oh, you're buying this? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. He used the, to be cool. The pinnacle of, of my snobbiness can be encapsulated in one sentence, which Lewis from my band saw happen which is I just I was just so tired of people asking like not knowing the name of the thing they wanted and and what I'm about to say was so insulting but I meant it at the time but I don't mean it now which is this woman was like excuse me do you have any Eminescence and I said oh great you confused two shitty artists and I went and handed her Eminescence I like Eminem I don't know why I said that <laughs> just to be mean. Yeah, I was. I was just count. mean. I was a dick. Oh, good. That's yeah, good. And Lewis was like, "Holy!" I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> anyway, let's Fuck talk about you. block party some more. I was Fuck just you. So mean. For real. For real. My biggest influence was uh, Mike Ladd. I don't know if you know him. No, who's that? Um, but he he was definitely uh, working with a lot of artists that you would have been fucking with at the time. He really, a lot of collaborations. Mike Ladd. Yeah, amazing, amazing artist. And the best thing that he did, in my opinion, was never blow up. Really? Like, if he ever, like, he took off, and he lives in France and performs for thousands of people in, in concerts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if he, like, took off and people were really fucking with him, I don't know if I would have continued listening. Well, I got to hear this. But his his albums are... are he's a rapper? So, yeah. He's a rapper, but he's also a spoken word poet. Okay. And he's a professor at, at university uh, in 
New England. Okay. And he would ha- make these underground albums that were just brilliant concept albums yeah. and just so beautifully produced and he would sing and he would rap and he would do poetry. Mm-hmm. He had like Saul Williams on him. He had, I was going to say, uh, he sounds like Saul Williams. Yeah, and he had like, he had all sorts of artists before they blew up. Like he had LP and, uh, and um, Vast Air and like all these different guys on on a bunch of his albums. Okay. Um, but, you know, the most beautiful music, I, I really love it uh, ahead of its time. And, uh, and I think he's still releasing things here and there, but, um, but yeah, that guy was like, Mike Ladd, I need, and, and I can't believe I don't know this, right? Nobody knew about him. So it was like an extra bonus for me. It was yeah. just like, who, who's your favorite artist? And I'd be like, oh, Mike Ladd. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know who that is. And, and you're like, of little, course you don't. Know. <laughs> and it's going to stay that way. <laughs> you plebeians, <laughs> you absolute Philistines. <laughs> yeah. A little part of me was, was happy about that. Um, do you know... This is a band called The Kills. Mm. Um, this is a cover song. See, see if you recognize it. I want my money back. I'm what? <laughs> the Saul Williams cover. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, this is like one of my favorite Saul Williams songs. I love, I love that yeah. record. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely a big influence on me for sure. Tao of Now was on that album, I think. And what else was on there? I this song specifically was amazing. Totally. It's huge. Yeah. Um, and I love that about like the artist that I was fucking with at that time was the weirdest thing how they worked with each other. Yeah. It was like, oh, Saul Williams is on the Black Alicious album. Yeah. And he's working with Mike Ladd. And Trent Reznor produced his album. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Nick okay. Cardust. He Great. produced that. Yeah. Good for him. Like, yeah. And then he, seriously. Saul Williams opened. It's weird. The first time I saw Saul Williams was... He's opening for Mars Volta. Oh wow! Yeah, but That's he strange. he didn't do music. He just did poetry. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, poetry is so good. Yeah, what was that movie he was in? That was so cool. Slam. So good. So good, right? Yeah. Watch that on fucking what was it? Uh, the cha- showcase late yeah. at night Canadian television. That's they had right. this channel where it was like, if you got lucky, maybe you'd see some softcore porn. Exactly, and then maybe Oz would be on. You see some yeah. ma- male softcore yeah, porn. Yeah, right. Some, some softcore <laughs> porn that you didn't want to see. Um, Shouts out to Oz. Wow. Yeah. Taking it back. Yeah. yeah Slam was this amazing uh, movie about him. He got like caught up for selling weed or some shit, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even he wasn't even selling weed, but he got thrown in prison and to like deal with the circumstances, he had to he did poetry and was like yeah you know battling these guys and like explaining things to keep himself from getting beat up yeah and it was just this yeah it had a huge effect on me probably a big influence on why i'm battling absolutely yeah he's so captivating as a performer too like oh, yeah? surprised he didn't do more acting because you saw him live yeah but i mean in that movie too oh, yeah. he's just like yeah. such a great yeah personality and actor and yeah like, you'd think he was a genuine like studied yeah. actor well it's kind of like bjork too because she did that movie dancer in the dark which is a have you seen that right it's yeah. a punch in the soul yeah um, but she was amazing in it, but she said she never wanted to act ever again after it because it just mm. took too much out of her. Yeah. No, that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's a different beast, honestly. Yeah. I really love that shit. Um, Me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Now that I'm now that I'm in it, mm-hmm. um, I see... I'm not jaded yet, which yeah. is funny. You know, like I go to set and I'm like all excited. Oh, yeah. you know, I'm going to be on DC Legends today. Or I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm going to make some DC history, yeah. universe history right now. Yeah. And everybody else around me is like, ugh, you're still in your first year. <laughs> <laughs> They're snobbing on you yeah. the way you did about Mike Ladd. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm all like uh, bright-eyed and optimistic. And, and I love the magic side of it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's really beautiful. Um, yeah. When you see uh, these great actors and the difference... I think that's the cool thing too is that you can see the difference between you know guys who are jobbers basically guys who are just making a living out of it which yeah. is, there's nothing wrong with that of course and the pros like yeah um i got to stand in for patrick warburton well crazy yeah and this is really funny because i was like not his size at all <laughs> he's a very large man <laughs> yeah um so and whenever the grips were working around me they'd be like and remember you know patrick's a lot bigger than this guy <laughs> <laughs> hey thanks thanks guys you're pointing that out guys thanks but yeah, no, he, uh, so the the show was Lemony Snickets and the director was Barry Sonnenfeld. Whoa. Yeah, so I would sit there and I'd watch him get direction and he'd just be like, oh, you know, I want you to take two beats after you say that line and then cheat, uh, you know, 30 degrees to your left Whoa. and then take another beat before you put the, uh, the tack in the poster and then sit down and then think about it for a while and then I want you to sit down. Fascinating. And, and he'd nail it. 
Yeah. And it's like, wow, wow. the acting is one part of it. Yeah. But taking direction on the fly and changing your whole pattern and maintaining that acting. Amazing. Is that's the real gangster shit. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm in love with that stuff. Um, but I understand like Bjork wanted to take, cause it's, it's super draining. Yeah. Like you're, you're talking about 12, 14 hour days. And like she takes it far as far as like connecting emotionally with sure. the, the scene and yeah. in that movie she gets executed yeah yeah and she has right. kids yeah. like it's it's just such a rough movie mm-hmm. and to have to tap into those emotions um again and again i'm like i'm not a studied actor i've been acting most of my life but i'm not like mm-hmm. um i never went to school for it mm-hmm. and i did uh Untold Stories of the ER. I don't know if you watched that show. No. But yeah, I was on that. Whoa, as, cool. Yeah, as like the jilted lover. Wow. And and it was like so much fun. And and I got to do like a little bit of like stunts and whatever. And That's was, so cool. Yeah, it was really like physical comedy. It was my shit. Yeah. But there's the part at the end where like I confront the guy who slept with my girlfriend. Right. And that scene, you know, I had to like work myself up. Like get really like angry and like really tap into that. Yeah. And we maybe did that take, you know, six or seven times. Yeah. And at the end, my voice is getting hoarse and I'm just like, I yeah, don't yeah. have it anymore. You yeah, know? Like I, totally. So I can imagine, you know, just emotionally draining. You have to find a way to navigate that stuff without it. Right. You know, draining you. Yeah. It's too much. But, but okay. yeah. As far as um, people who aren't aware of the, the battle rap scene, Mm-mm-mm. what's an entry point for them? Oh, Carter Deems. Oops. Did I just say that? Uh I bet, you know, I bet he loves that. And I hope that he does because, like, that's for everybody. Is okay. this guy who's just, like, he makes those universal references yeah. and, and things that um, are so relatable. Yeah. And he's such a relatable character. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. It's yeah. light. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, I think um, Marlo and Shuffle T are uh, a duo from the UK. Okay. And they're comedians. They're, they oh. do sketch comedy and stuff awesome. like that. So they are brilliant at the more conversational funny stuff okay um there's just such a high level of entertainment and um execution it's great that you just don't see in in many other um in any other art form yeah it's really uh and that's that's the thing is they you know uh carter deems does well in battle rap and now he's writing for Hollywood and it's amazing like that right like uh, Marlon Shuffle T did well and then they got a deal with BBC yeah something like that you know like yeah. like everybody who's really gifted and talented in battle rap gets plucked out yeah. for um, real work where they get real money yeah yeah um, so that's that's part of the struggle that battle rap has mm-hmm. is that you know if you do well enough you won't be doing it anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. at least at this point yeah yeah very much so I mean Eminem's got a new movie coming out um called bodied and uh it's about battle rap and awesome directed by joseph khan and well cool yeah and it's got i mean amazing reviews at all the film festivals that's great it got picked up by google and it's going to be released by them uh beginning of next month or beginning of this month i'm excited to see that yeah it's i've seen it's it's really amazing yeah um and it could be really good for the culture if it blows up yeah could be a new eight mile thing but i don't know will it you know yeah um yeah so so I don't know. There's there's the potential always the potential for battle rap to blow up, and that's what we we hope for. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's some purists out there who are like ah, we don't want the normies right you know, invading our thing, but really we do. We we want everybody to be able to enjoy this art form the way that we do. It's super accessible. Yeah. Uh, on a bunch of different levels, mm-hmm. there's there's styles out there for everyone. Yeah. Um, every different audience and. Uh, and the more people, the more competition we have, the more potential battlers we have, the more fans we have, the more money we can make, the more we can invest into events, and, and eventually get to a point where the battlers are paid for their time. That's great. And that's the fucking goal. That's yeah. The, I think you'll get there because it, I just see it growing as a culture. It just seems like it, at least from an outside perspective. Well, what we have here, too, is something special. Like yeah. Vancouver, uh, that we would go on for 10 years is 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 big to maybe people don't understand battle rap, but mm-hmm. um, one of the key elements of battle rap is that the people who are organizing it mm-hmm. are fans or battle rappers. Yeah, they don't have business degrees. They don't come mm-hmm. from marketing backgrounds. Yeah, like nobody's jumping out of college like, oh, I want to start a battle rap league. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like a lot of them don't know how to do it, and mm-hmm. they'll have a a lot of success, and then collapse because of like embezzling or because they poorly manage their artists or like yeah like battle rap does not survive at the level it's at right now because the people who are in charge 
um, they're new to it. They're not, this is not what they, you know, went to school for. Yeah. So um, I think that, you know, the fact that we've stayed around for 10 years is a real testament to the fact that we've had people who are so passionate about it that they invest everything and, and a lot of the time go into the red um, yeah. just to keep the community alive. And we have a great community here. Yeah, So absolutely. Yeah, community's fire. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Okay. <laughs> I could talk for hours about this shit. That's great. I love it. I love That's it. Thanks great. for having me, man. You got it. I'm going to I'm gonna tag on a part of one of your battles oh, onto cool. this. Yeah. So is there one specifically that you think would be good? Uh, the Detroit one was good. I just am so, just, I'm so done with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, so I'll pick one. Okay, you pick one. All right, one. Cope Aesthetic. Thank you, man. Good shit, man. All right. Where is man's from? <laughs> it's really bad. Mark Daz Guff's in three towns. You're gassed up, man. I got the boom bap and it wrapped up. My shit is immaculate. Your shit is... Your shit's great. I, I like him. He's it's great. It's uh, very uh, imaginative. Man. Fucking dragons and shit. Fucking pulling out knives and stabbing some kids. <laughs> it's fanciful. <laughs> Fantastical. In the air. Magic. <laughs> you got a real flair for the dramatic. Now, how come you don't freestyle anymore? Dude was really quick. I love the way you used to let us know that you be killing it. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But I've been better. I scream for ice cream better. My face, it means better. Like. I reach better, I scheme better. Cope Binhog in the Dutch. Okay, Cope, Cope Binhog in the Dutch. Pass the cess, darn. Can't match my hemp farm, period. That's the end, Mark. Okay, so one more, one more, one more. I gave you the keys, but steal first like thieving realtors. Without me, you couldn't even wield words. Cause I've been directing Jaws like dentistry's my real work. Let's go. <laughs> Shouts out to Wolf. <laughs>